All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the E-Ticket Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. And I'm Rob. And today, we're taking a journey into a movie set, or maybe uh, a temple, or maybe the Museum of Antiquities at Universal Orlando, this can only mean or Hollywood, thing. or Singapore, or literally everyone in the world wait where are they shooting this movie at that's a great question well they're shooting this in the tomb of the mummy oh Alrighty, guys, so we are uh, discussing Revenge of the Mummy. Uh, yes, the Revenge of the Mummy in Universal Studios. Tomb of Anubis. That's what it is. Okay, okay. Was it the Tomb of Anubis? I was, yeah, I was blanking the whole time. Where I was like, uh, it's, 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 he's in there. He's, see, now I'm forgetting the name of the actual mummy, but it's in the Tomb of Anubis. He's trapped by the Magi. Well, the Magi have the symbol in. We're getting way too ahead of ourselves. All right. Uh, wait, it's, how it's, can I not remember the name of the mummy now that I'm thinking about it? It begins with an H. Harold. <laughs> no joke. There is a Disney original movie <laughs> called Under Wraps. Yeah. You remember that? I do. Okay. Did you say that without remembering? No, I did. Okay. Well, they're like, what are we going to call him? How about Harold? Oh, my Harold? God. <laughs> it's Imhotep. Hotep, that's what I was no, thinking. No, it's just, so, it's so just M- Imhotep. Imhotep. Yeah. Okay. Imhotep. Harold. Harold. Okay. Nailed so, it. Anyway. So the Mummy franchise. So the Mummy. Uh, the movies that started in 1999, starting Brandon Fraser. Yeah, and, back um, when he was, uh, well, no, I mean, the dude's still an absolute king. but well, He's back. Yeah, he's back. It's a Fraser um, sans. Yes, a Fraser sans. I there's a tortured pun somewhere. You know, you know what they know. say. Don't call it the mummy. Call it the daddy. Brendan Fraser. Anyway, so. Yikes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yes. So, Revenge of the Mummy, uh, which is now uh, at every universal park in the world. Oh, but it's not even the same ride everywhere in the it's world. It's not. That's the fun part. It's not, which is, like, kind of neat. Like, the one in, um, the one in Singapore has the same track layout but the actual experience is a little bit different i think from mm-hmm. what i understand okay and the one in japan is completely different and the one in hollywood's also completely different yeah yeah but some variation of this ride exists in every universal park in the world and uh that's because this ride absolutely slaps it's very good yeah it's good i'll admit it <laughs> well i mean i just Taking you back in time, 2002, three, 2003, I was on like a, one of those day trips because, you know, growing up in Florida, we can take a day trip to Orlando if you're in yeah, school. Sure. So we took a school field trip and we went to Universal Studios, Florida, and I'm like, all right, we're going on the King Kong ride. We're doing it. Confrontation. You guys are going to think it's cool. Rest in peace. I didn't know that yet. So we, we, we turn the corner and there's just construction walls in front of... Oof. Yeah, what confrontation was. And then a banner for the mummy along the building. And I wasn't sure if it was 
telling us that this was going to be a mummy ride or if it was just promoting the mummy movie coming out that summer. Well, didn't the mummy movie come out in 99? Well, this isn't the mummy. It's the other one. Uh, the second mummy. The movie. mummy returns. That's what it's called. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the returns of the mummy. That's not it. Yeah. yeah. The mummy returns. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was promoting that or it turns out. Nope. It was this. It was this ride coming soon. Revenge of the mummy. Revenge of the mummy. Which yeah. the story of this ride is that's the th- name of the third movie they're going to make. Yeah, it's so. Admittedly, it's a story that has not kept up well. Yes, admittedly, while the ride itself is fantastic and the queue is fantastic, mm-hmm. the actual story is that they so in the world of this ride. Yes, Imhotep has already come back to life and was stopped like IRL in the world of the ride and then he came back again and was stopped again so Brendan Fraser in his infinite wisdom is like I'm going to film a third movie and I'm absolutely sure that the mummy is dead this time but just just in in case case. (laughs) just wear Medjai symbols all around the movie set and it's just this really weird setup because like they're in the museum of antiquities so you walk in through the front doors of the museum, uh-huh. and they've got like all the props from the movie, but then like you go further in, further in, and, and now like, you're on the soundstage, right? Like yeah. you're on the soundstage, and like it's just kind of weird. It is, yeah, yeah. The whole premise. Don't think too hard because it's right. trying to juggle a lot of balls here, right? Uh, but it's it's just like it's kind of weird. Like it's just like a weird, like it's a weird concept because. As you walk through the queue, like all of the instructions for the ride, like all of the depictions of like what it does or like instructions on where to go are all written on like, you know, chalkboards as if you were like on a movie set Mm -hmm. and like they've got things like roped off and like behind like locked doors as if, you know, you're on a movie set because for all intents and purposes, this is on a movie set set. because I feel like this is one of the last attractions at Universal Studios where it's because the old tagline was come ride the movies. Right. And most rides were like, okay, well, now you're on a movie set. Right. And so this one was not only pushing that, but also the premise that the movies were real. Yes. But also Brendan Fraser's an actor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, to try not to think too hard, but this, this was a, a very old universal type of ride. Right. Yeah. It also doesn't help that, they are only playing the the videos that actually describe the plot of the ride in the first room, and that's it. Well, it's only the first room now. It used to be, because the queue used to be more extensive indoor queue, but now we bypass all that, and even most of it is gone now Yeah, because of the old tribute store or even, I, I forget what else, but like... The locker room. You used to be able to get routed through where the locker room is right, now. Right, right, right. Where the locker room is now it used to be the original entrance to the ride, and uh, most of the time you just go right and you go straight into the front side of the uh, the Antiquities Museum. Mm-hmm. But it was designed to push you left to yes. go into extended overflow rooms. Yes, which they still use. It's very, very rare, but when it gets very busy there, they still use that queue area. So instead of you going in through the front doors, you'll go in through doors that are slightly to the left Mm -hmm. of the main entrance. And they've literally got like three back rooms that are just like lit with like red or like moody blue lights. It's like it's very creepy. Yeah, and there's TVs in these rooms and there's, you know, 
back and switchbacks that go back yeah. and forth. It's it's strange to think that for the most part, one or two, maybe even all. I think I do think the um, the tribute, the old tribute store, did take up one of these. But yeah, it's weird to think those the space is still there. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it does get used, but it's very very rare. But as a result of that, because it doesn't get used too often. I would make the argument that like 90% of the people that go through this ride don't know what the story is meant to be. Oh, completely. Because they, as of, as of right now with like the current queue setup that they have, if you don't go through those side rooms and you only go through the main entrance, 99% of the time you're going to miss what's playing on the TV show, TV, uh, TV screens, because Mm -hmm. as soon as you get into the secondary room, they're not there anymore. No, they're gone. And like, so you get on this ride and there's really no context as to what's happening. So like the the story is that like basically they're they're filming this new mummy film yep. and like a bunch of spooky stuff starts happening. Yeah. And people are like, "Oh, like the mummy's curse is a real thing yep. and like Imhotep is going to come back." And like keep in mind that in the context of this ride in the ride's universe Imhotep has already come back to life twice. Yeah, and yeah. Brendan Fraser as the actor or like as as his character in the mummy films is like, yeah, like I'm just I'm just looking up more mummy stuff. Like I don't know. I I would figure if I was in his position that like at that point I'd be like That's maybe not for me. Yeah. maybe I shouldn't be <laughs> messing around with let's, these let's not do this anymore right. but like he's a big time hollywood star like right. he can take care yes, of himself. of course yeah. of course yeah uh, although so, although reggie hasn't come back with his coffee yet yeah and that that's actually a pretty critical plot point to the end of the ride turns out which uh again if you don't actually look at the the videos and you just don't know that like mm-hmm. there's 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 no context given See, but anyway but let's see, in these pre-show videos, it goes over them talking about how people believe there's a curse. They're mm-hmm. wearing uh, the symbols, symbols of the Magi yeah. uh, to help ward off there. Um, there's even the uh, the medium from Poltergeist even makes an appearance mm-hmm. in the video because they wanted her to see if there's any spirits. And she even says in her little interview, she's like, I, I don't know. I'm just a movie actor. I do <laughs> <laughs> like she's so she does it so sweetly. I'm I'm just a, I'm just a sweet old woman. Pretty, yeah, she's, oh God, I can't do a good impression of her, but yeah, because her voice is. So, but but anyway, they just do that, and they do clips from like a couple of the movies, and uh, Brandon Fraser is asked a, a PA wearing a red hat to go get him a coffee. Yep, and he has not come back with the coffee yet, and he's nope. getting irritable about that. Um, and these are all these are all the things I've taken away from the video that I've only seen maybe a handful of times well there is and that's the thing we've been going to universal for how many oh, yeah. years at this point point? Oh, yeah, yeah. and we couldn't even tell you what the full plot of this ride is no because it doesn't help that like the video in the queue is like 18 minutes long and we you're past it in less right. than three right yeah and it's uh it's just interesting because uh the ride experience isn't just like completely one-sided like there are there are members in the video in the queue that are like oh like the the curse is absolutely real and like if you mm-hmm. don't have a magi symbol then like it's gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get get yeah and that's the thing 
Reggie, the PA, mm-hmm. actually has his Magi symbol stolen by Brendan. Yeah. Brendan takes his Magi symbol. Yeah. And later on, when you get on the ride, spoiler alert, uh, Reggie is the first person to die. He's the first person we meet. <laughs> like, like literally, he calls us insane. He's first like, first lines of this ride. Get out of here. Yeah, from Reggie. Are the you curse, insane? It's real. I keep saying Reggie. I believe his name is Reggie. I think it's Reggie. We're going to keep calling him that. We'll call him Reggie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so, let's just get, all right, we'll get through yeah. the queue first. So Yeah, so the queue. Uh, first room, very bare bones. It's like a movie set. Then you get into the actual, quote unquote, like soundstage. Yep. And it's dark just in a, there. It's very dark. Can attest. Um, poor Rob here. Yep, not uh, Rob friendly. Yeah, it is not, not Rob friendly. Anyway. Um... <laughs> That's it. You got this first room, and then you got like a box in the middle of the room where it's like a hand put, yeah. place hand. And if, if you put your hand on one side, and a person on the other side of the queue puts their hand on it, it does like the lights will flicker and stuff will happen. I hear if you get it, if you do that like three or four straight times, like it'll play an Egyptian version of the NBC uh, theme. That's dun dun dun. I did not like know that. that yeah, actually. yeah, but like, yeah. how are we supposed to do that? <laughs> you do it with a friend. That's that's the thing, though. But like, it, it's the box is put in a place where like you and a friend can't be the two who do it because right. it's somebody else also in line. Right. Um, I, I think the queue used to be set up where you could do it that way, but then what was happening is that people would stop there to interact with it, sure. and then they just wouldn't. The line wouldn't progress. So I think they've changed it, if I remember correctly. I, um, I don't know. It's been a long time. That's part of the reason why they have that. Um, in the next section of the queue, there's like that little hole in the wall that you can reach through because there's something floating there. Yeah, the bracelet of yeah. somebody. And this one, you can actually still see the markings in the floor where it used to be, but the queue used to force you to you route around to that. Oh, okay. And now it doesn't anymore because they got rid of the, the barriers for it. Um, okay. So they actually used to force you to go next to that. So you would be more likely to interact with that one. Got it. Um, uh, well, before, yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's also, also the Scarab. Yeah, yeah, the scarab. Let's point that out before we go too far. Yeah, so yeah. in the first, well, I guess technically second yeah, the part room of the, with cube, the box. The room with the box. There's also like a little blue scarab that like has an image on a like a little mirror above it of yeah, so like you can see people walking. Yeah, and if you touch the scarab, the people disappear. Yeah. Ooh. Trippy. Spooky. Trippy. Um, and then you uh you go into the room after that. They've got this little hole in the wall with a little object that's floating at it. It's a golden it, bracelet from the second movie that they're, uh, the kid wore. Yeah. And you can, like, reach into the hole for it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you're not careful, it'll pssst right at you. Yep. I'll shot with air. Little little shot of air, which scares everyone the well, first time I think time it goes dark it. for when the air comes just, out, too. Yeah, like a brief it, moment. Uh, yeah, a nice little flash. Yeah, a quick little lights off. Yeah. Um, One thing I do have to give them credit for in regards to the queue is that the, um, the first room that you walk in, like the production area... Mm-hmm. Um, all you can really hear is just the audio from the, uh, the movie. Yeah, the pre-show. But then what's really fascinating, there's like a little hallway that like connects the first room and the second room. And when you get into the second room, you can, you can hear it. There's like this sort of like low humming, mm, like kind of noise. And the audio design in the queue is actually really clever because when you get into the hallway that connects the second room to the third room, mm-hmm. it gets progressively louder. Like you're going deeper into like okay. Imhotep's territory. It's just really neat. Like it's a really cool little little trick that they do. 
Um, and then you get into the third room, which yeah. is the coolest room. It's got all um, the stuff in it. Yeah, there's a ton of like props and like other stuff from the movies in and, there. Like, excavating and stuff. Yeah, there is a statue, like an Anubis, Anubis statue, giant Anubis. Yeah, it's like twenty five feet tall, and it's like suspended by like ropes that like look like they haven't been touched since the ride was put in like twenty years ago, and they probably haven't. Um, they're doing great. Yeah, doing great. Um, and uh, that's the last part of the queue. You go around this little set. And then you go up a set of stairs, and you're at the queuing area for the ride. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, there is one little section of that room where, uh, flashback to the scarab that you touched in the room before, this is where Yeah. This is where the people were that you saw in the yep. thing. It was in this room. You didn't know that yet, but they're in this room. And when someone hits the scarab, someone's going to get hit with a puff of air in the ankle. Just a little puff. Yeah. A little puff. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, we go upstairs, and now we're like eye to eye with the Anubis statue. Yeah. We have to choose left or right. Left uh, is spoiler always... alert. It's about the same. It's about the same, but left is technically shorter. Yes. If you are a savvy theme park goer, or if you're just good at math, everybody. The right, right path is longer, so therefore it holds more people. So common wisdom dictates that you would want to go to the left side. However, every day that I go to Universal, there are always people that don't understand that mm -hmm. it loads from both sides. Both sides, yep. And inevitably, what happens is, is that the right side is almost always the shorter one because people just straight up don't know that you can go there. So they'll all queue up on the left-hand side, and the right-hand side will have, like, three people in line. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, okay... Uh, y'all have fun waiting like We're an extra over four here. minutes. Yeah. I'm going to the right. <laughs> like I'm just gonna get on the ride. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you get on the ride. Yep, it's a vehicle, uh, four rows of four. Yep, with a super heavy duty individual lap bar. Yes, and it is super heavy duty. It's... This thing is thick. It's a bit much. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you're a person like me, uh -huh. um, I am. I should preface this by saying that, like, I am losing more weight, um, which is good. Uh, but, good God, if you have thick thighs, not even a thick stomach, just mm -hmm. thick thighs, you're going to have a problem squeezing your way into this ride. Because the lap bar is so damn restrictive, it, it literally forces your knees together. That's right. Like, because of the design of it. Like, it forces your knees together. Yeesh. And, uh... It's not super enjoyable. Like so far, the the best lap bar design I've ever encountered is on Velocicoaster. Yeah, because it, it's just a Makes single no bar that just goes straight down the middle, so you can move your legs around and adjust as necessary. <laughs> the Mummy is not like that. The Mummy is a more traditional lap bar, which has the latches on both sides of your leg, yep. and it just forces your legs together. There's just no way around. It's one it. of those weird big lap bars that also has handle bars yeah. at the top of it. Yeah. It. Like it's know, weird. It seems it's excessive, a, but then again, I'm not the one being paid to build this. Yeah. So. Um, and Somewhere then the uh, the ride vehicle itself is like kind of weird because it's like a it's like a mine cart yeah, that's it, like not a mine cart. No. It. It's a good point because yeah yeah I, I I thought it was similar to like the Jeep of like um, dinosaur or like Indiana Jones nope. and it's really not. Yeah. It's. It's kind of weird because, like, once again, you're supposed to be on, like, 
a movie set in a but it's also a temple right yeah so like there's these mine carts which i think would probably be like the closest equivalent to what they're going or maybe just like a like a wagon or something you uh, know i, I i'm not I really <laughs> it's a don't. radio flyer i really don't know yeah <laughs> yeah how would i describe this ye, ye old egyptian radio flyer perfect <laughs> and uh yeah, you load then on you the left. Up. You load on the left and right, and which is great so, for throughput. Yeah, great. For, yeah, think of it. I guess since it's a shorter ride, so it's going to screw most people up. But I was going to say, think of it like a like a big thunder or something like that. But like, again, these are smaller vehicles. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Load up on left and right, and then it sends one at a time, obviously. And we're off. And you're off. Well, into... well, well. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. We did our lap bar check, and you know, after you do your lap bar check, all your team members give a thumbs up, right? They give a thumbs up, and then they rotate it into a thumbs down. Except yeah. they don't do that anymore. They don't do the thumbs down anymore. Nope. Oh, they're not allowed to. Oh, because I guess we can't have fun. Yeah, they they used to do that where they would give you like a thumbs down when you were leaving the queue station. Yep. As like an extra like ooh, ooh. spooky. Uh, but they are no longer allowed to do that. Oh, that's, um, that's yeah. disappointing. So, anyway, you uh, move right along. Get on the ride. Move in right along. You anyway, got it. you uh, we hear some tones. Yeah, some like ooh, or some lighting. Stuff. There's some lighting. You see like symbols of like Imhotep and like some scarabs on the wall, mm-hmm. and then you uh, we get go around the corner. With, there uh, is a there is a mummy, and it's not a hundred percent sure if it's Imhotep himself. Or just someone completely different, but I think it's heavily suggested be Imhotep. I think it is him. Yeah, but yeah, we get we get yelled at from you get yelled around at. the corner by yeah. Reggie. You get Reggie. You meet Reggie, and you can Are tell you it's insane? Reggie because he's wearing the red cap. Which right. again, if you did not watch the video, there's no context for it whatsoever. No, no there really isn't. Uh, so, you think so just you, just one random person <laughs> is yelling at you to get out because this whole place is a trap? Right? Are um, you insane? Get out of here. The curse is it's real. real. <laughs> so place is true. Look for the magic symbol. Yeah, <laughs> then he bursts out of the wall, and when he's running well, he makes, yeah, makes the like, mummy makes grand gestures with his arms and so forth. Right? Yeah, if it's running really well, like if the systems are all working the way that they're intended to, he reaches his arm out, and like there's like a little puff of like smoke or like vapor that comes out of Reggie's mouth. Yeah, because Reggie's soul just yeah. gets ye- yeeted. Yeah. Like Imhotep yeah. sucks out Reggie's soul, and uh, right in front of you, right in front of you, you know. And he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I will own your souls for yeah, all eternity. Yeah, with your souls, eternity, yeah. eternity. Yeah. You go around this corner, and then you see this this big room in front of you. Um, there's a there's, it's kind of dark at first. Yeah, it's not it's not really well lit when you first get in there. You just Excuse see me. you just see his face on the far end of the. Yeah, room and like a join uh, me and enjoy riches, riches beyond compare. Yeah, and then the room lights up and the room lights shiny up. stuff. And if you look to the left really quick, there's a King Kong statue that's like three feet tall. Yep. Anyway, and he says, "Or refuse," and uh, suffer, suffer for all. And then I like you get, you hear like pneumatic, yeah, like noises. <laughs> And, and a bunch then, of statues come up of yeah, his warriors. Jump scare statues. Yeah. And, and then there's fire. There is fire sometimes. Uh, sometimes they, the they fire works. It. Yeah. Fixed it. Now, what's interesting is that the um, the soldiers used to have weapons. Oh, did they? Yeah. Like, they used to have, like, spears and, like, swords and stuff. 
And I think they took him out because uh, what was happening is, is that the the motion of the oh god of them lifting up and then like mm-hmm. stopping was causing those pieces to come loose. Uh huh. So you didn't want a uh, no, they didn't want an accident to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, they're it's like foam. You know, it's nothing. Still though, the yeah. the shock. So, Imagine coming off the ride uh, with <laughs> yeah. one of those. Hey, why uh, why are you uh, covered in blood? Oh, nothing. You know, oh, I just got stabbed nothing. by the ride. Yeah. So I'm keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it for five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. So so then all the fire happens, and then yeah. we uh, we get dumped out of the room to the right. Yeah. Uh, not before the uh, the ceiling quote unquote no, no, like, no, no, collapses. No, no. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the the like the walls are like collapsing as you escape, and you get sent into this. You get sent around the corner to a dead end. Yeah. And then the scarabs come out. Now, if you've seen the original movie, um, the scarabs are like crazy good at devouring things in the movie. They just devour like entire bodies in like seconds. Yeah. There's a couple of pretty gruesome deaths that happen in the first film because of that. Sure. Um. And this is another change that they made recently, which is, like, kind of weird. But when you go into this this little corner area, there's, like, a hole in the wall in front of you. And you hear the noise of, like, the scarabs coming towards you. And a bunch of, like, plastic ones, like, fall out of this hole into, like, the pit that's in front of you. And then what they used to do is that the walls actually had, um, they, they were on, like, rollers, so the walls would like it was kind of like wallpaper. You would like pull it out from the roller, and they would have like scarabs on it, and it looks like they're moving towards the car. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's how they used to do it. Like it was an actual physical roll of like paper that had the scarabs on it, and it would pull out towards the car. So it looks like the scarabs are going towards they're you, running at you, and then the vehicle would move backwards away from it, which was a surprise for a lot of people. Oh well, yeah, this was like. I think I'm going to, this might be terribly wrong, but I know in Orlando for sure, this was one of the first ever rides to have a backwards element to yeah. it in the middle of the ride. Like, I mean, this is still like a couple of years before Expedition Everest and things like that. But like, we didn't know rides could do that. Yeah. And not only that, not only to go backwards, it dipped backwards. So yeah. you didn't know how far <laughs> you were going. Like we, we could have gone forever. Um, so that was, that was a shock at the time. Yeah. 20 years ago. It actually wasn't my first, uh, backwards experience on a coaster. When I was a kid at Six Flags Great Adventure, there's a ride called Batman. And Mm. during the winter season, like right before they would close the park down before the, before it got too cold, they, uh, they would rotate the Batman cars backwards. Oh, boy. So you would go backwards on this ride the entire time, which that's, was an absolutely amazing experience. That's pretty crazy. Very, very cool, because it was an entire roller coaster that was mm-hmm. backwards. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the Skyrim part, that's how they used to do it. Now, they updated the ride and redid the entire track system in 2022? Yes. 2021? Yeah, first half of 2022. Yeah. Um, which was a bit interesting because uh, it was one of those track refurbishments where they're like, well, we're replacing everything and updating some stuff, which, you know, good. We like that. Um, but I just remember at the time, a lot of us were really concerned because, like, 
they they kept saying like they're like oh mummy's gonna open in like summer of 2022 like mummy's gonna open in summer of 2022 and right, then like kept, it was like they just, september yeah well they didn't announce when it was open <laughs> yeah they just kept getting pushed back and then in september it was doing it was not officially open the but technical they were, rehearsals they were yeah, yeah doing stuff like that and then they they officially reopened it on like the second week of Halloween Horror Nights, like it didn't even open during the day, it like opened up at like seven o'clock at night mm-hmm. for like the second week of Horror Nights, and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Mummy's like, it's open now." Yeah, <laughs> and um, it was just it was a bit interesting to say the least. And uh, anyway, so when they did the refurb, they got rid of the rollers, um, so now the entire section is all digital. Right, because so I know I know the uh, yeah. the front screen that re- they were using projections for that. Yep. So they they just went whole hog. Yeah, like, whole right. hog. Yeah. They got rid of the shoot too, so there isn't even like a there isn't even a physical shoot that the scarabs come out of anymore. Ah, okay. It's literally just all digital. Gotcha. Granted, in my opinion, this is one of the few times I'll say this, but I think it actually looks better. Well, it was weird. Yeah. That uh, previous previously looked weird to me to be yeah. like, all right, that mixing the two mediums yeah. right in front of your face doesn't exactly coalesce it it can it just doesn't look very good all the time there you go you know so then you go backwards to get away from the scarabs and you like go into this little like break block at the bottom and Imhotep comes out and like taunts you again and yeah, he's, he's like little, he's like there's a projection in front of you yeah there's no escape for you and, like not even the Mecha no it can save no you escape. now while your car is rotating on a uh it's like a trellis or track. I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called too. It's the thing like we use turn for trains. Turntable is probably yeah. what's only called. Yeah. yeah. It was probably not a fancy word. Yeah, yeah we're on a turntable as the turntables turn. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So then you rotate around a complete yeah, 180. 180. Yeah. Not a 360 because nope. people say that all the time. Uh-huh. It's a 180. And <laughs> we start you, going up this ramp. You start going up this little ramp and uh it looks like a traditional like Roller coaster, lift hill, um, and then you see there's like a little, like, visual of like Imhotep's like face, face. yeah, and uh, he says your souls are mine, and then like when he says mine, like the yeah. the cart shoots up this track, and you go down into like the first main part of the actual coaster actual, experience. Yeah, now we've actually hit roller coaster type movements on right. this ride it was right. basically a slow moving dark ride with occasional action beats before this and now we're this Actual is a coaster. roller coaster yeah and it's also this entire section is the reason why this coaster was built on the second floor <laughs> because they needed all that extra space for you to go down into the actual ride area uh because they you know you the entire time you're in the first uh, sections of the ride where you're you go around the corner, you see like the treasure room, you go see the scarabs. All of that is on like the quote unquote second floor. And then when you go backwards, you go down to the first floor, rotate, and then go up to the second floor again on uh. the launch, and then you go down into the first floor of the coaster area. Because right. keep in mind, this building is only I think four stories tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although you wouldn't. You wouldn't know it if you no, were you just looking at it. Yeah. No. So you go through this ride segment, which is pretty cool. You no. Know? Yeah. It's it's what it's it very is. dark it's in there. It's thrilling. It's yeah, yeah. The, all the lights are off. Yeah. yeah. They've got these like little flashes of like Imhotep and like a spirit form that like sure. 
he kind of you like you hear him screaming about stuff and then you get into one of the most famous parts of the ride yeah because the ride famously is over the ride yeah. ends right here it's done although it comes to a very screeching halt yeah um you come to an abrupt halt yeah and you're in a queue station yep you're in an exiting station <laughs> And there's a there's a woman uh, in the like tower area. Yeah, she's behind and, glass. Yeah, she's like, oh, like welcome back, like you know, please proceed forward off the track. And then like you see like a bunch of scarabs come down and descend upon her, and like the camera bursts open and there's like a spray. Now it's it's just a spray of water, but like it's meant to be like her yeah, blood. It's an air. Yeah. An air white. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's Imhotep and he's like, he's uh, in the tower now. Yeah. No! He's in the tower. Oh God. And uh, I forget what he says here. I forget what he says too. But anyway, that doesn't matter because the next thing that happens is cool as hell. He starts a fire. <laughs> he starts a fire, but not just like a normal fire. No, the entire ceiling catches on fire. Yeah. And it's a very, very cool. We're in a broiler. Yeah, it's very, very cool because you're just sitting there and like you're looking up at the ceiling and you hear this like this whoosh noise. And then like yeah, the, ceiling... the, uh, the two torches at the top yeah. corners of the room start and that's what catches the whole ceiling. Yeah. And the whole ceiling is on fire and it's so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And then there's a whole nother section of the coaster right yeah, after that. Turns out the ride's not over. Yeah. So you like you proceed forward. And Your you... souls are mine. Yeah, you you fall down this like drop, which is where the camera is. Oh no no, it, that, it's it's death is only the beginning. That's yeah. what this one is. Yeah yeah, that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah into like a, a smoky drop it's drop, yeah. and it's it's hot and humid. And is it on fire? Turns out it's not. Yeah, but I wasn't sure. And then you go through another segment of the coaster, and you get to the end. There's like another one of Imhotep's faces, faces, and he's like no! he's like and there's and like it's, a it gets smoky on like the left half of the ride. Yep. Yep. And then you go up into the main uh, queue area again. Yep. This one, this time for real. Yep. And there's and an exit video. There's an exit video, which again, Fraser. if you don't have the context of the ride, makes no sense. So it's Brennan Fraser. Brennan Fraser sitting there, and he's like, he's like, hey, welcome hey, back. Hey, welcome back. Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed this ride. interview. I would, I would enjoy this interview a lot more if I'd gotten my, my cup, cup of coffee. coffee. And there's a little subtitle there. It says ghostly swoosh, which was my fantasy football name for the last three years. So good. Yeah. I shout it out every single time I see it. Yep. And you see like a little blur of the mummy holding the coffee cup out, and he's like, "Oh, thanks." Oh, thanks. And then it's Brendan screaming, mummy screaming, yeah. crashing and crying. Yeah. And then that's the end of the ride. Yep. And like again, if you don't have the context of the film, it's to, a, like watching the it's queue, a very awkward ending. It makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Like very random. Right. And so yeah, we go either on the left side or the right side, and we exit. And if you're on the left side, you just go straight out, not a problem. And if you're on the right side. You go upstairs to go yeah. over the ride path to then go straight out. Yeah, so that's, that's my... And then we go down a series of ramps. Yeah. And maybe we look at a ride photo. Maybe we don't. Yeah. I mean, you you go into like the series of ramps because, again, you're on the second floor. Yeah. Um, so you go down into the Sahara Traders uh, area, uh, which think, is what, yeah. the, that's what the... Um... That's what they call it. Yeah. And basically a glorified monster store now. That's cool. You know, for a while during the pandemic, it actually yeah. was. It was just the monsters. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Like when they were refurbishing Mummy, it was just a universal like legends store. It was like the universal monsters like 
they had Phantom of the Opera, um, Frankenstein, the and Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, Black Lagoon guy, uh, Dracula. It was very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And some elements of it are still yep. kind of there. Bits and pieces. Yeah. They do have a really cool poster on the ramp that basically says, like, you know, new exhibits coming soon, and it is, like, the creature from the Black Lagoon and, like, the Bride of Frankenstein and stuff like that. So that's kind of neat. But the Sahara Trader store is, like, if if you have someone that has, like, a passing interest in anything relating to Egypt, then, like, that's your place. It's just, it's tchotchkes upon tchotchkes, man. It is that. It's not really ride-heavy, and I, that's what I've always thought that, thought it was lacking. Like, how is there not a coffee mug that yeah. says, if I had got my cup of coffee, or yeah, it's, ghostly swoosh? It's kind of astounding. And then... Right next to it is the arcade. Yeah, the arcade. Which is just kind of weird. Like, one, I I don't understand the appeal of it myself. Mm-hmm. Because they have that arcade there, and it has to be profitable. Otherwise, oh, they would have gotten rid of it. Well, not only that, Mike, there's also a very similar arcade at Islands of Adventure. At right. the exit to another ride. So, like, there's reasons why they're doing it. I just don't know how. Like, because I, I, every time I've ever been in the the mummy like queue area like i'm leaving i i just don't i don't see people in there i don't see people in that section hey it's got to turn something it's it's like they have that rock climbing experience they have the the wall climbing experience like right next to it too and i've seen people do that but i've never seen people actually be in like the arcade you know what i mean not a lot not a lot of people yeah you'll see like a family I don't know. It's got to be profitable, otherwise they would have gotten rid of it. Exactly. You know? Like, are they using it just as a well? Not everyone can go on this ride. Well, probably. whoever's not going on the ride can take the kids in the arcade. Yeah, probably. But like, I I can't imagine it's that well known. <coughs> so there's that. Um, I mean, I think it would be cool if they, during the refurbishment, if they'd shut down the arcade and like actually made changes to the ride to like make it longer and use that arcade space. I don't know, because the the problem with the ride now, or the problem, well. I say problem. The ride itself had to make some acrobatic construction moves around the former skeleton of confrontation. Right. Uh, like, even the drop after the uh, the fake-out where the ceiling's on fire, the drop there, we drop because there's a piece of track from the confrontation ride yep. literally right in front of our face, and we have to go under that. Um. So that was something this place had to deal with. And even the ramps, the exit ramps had to be redone because it was a photo op for a, a King Kong back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you you say maybe we can refurbish it to make the ride, but like it's already it's already doing so much just to be what it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's astounding too because if you, if you ever look at the history of the Mummy Ride too, up until they built Hagrid's, it was actually the most expensive ride that Universal ever made. Like, this thing had, like, millions and millions of dollars plugged into it. And they ran into so many problems when they were building it because mm-hmm. they, like, pretty famously had to, like, re-pour the foundations for the entire building that Confrontation had been in. Because when they wanted to put the new track in, the previous foundations kept cracking because, like, they, they realized that the like the equipment that they were using to drive the coaster pylons into the floor was too powerful. So it literally just kept breaking the foundations of the building. So they literally had to like rip up the entire interior of the building 
and re-pour all of the foundation to fix it, <clears throat> Disney. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's just astounding. Like, granted, they 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 have this absolutely banner ride. It's an it's an incredible. It's a mainstay. Like, it's a it's an incredibly yeah. good ride. People love Mummy. It's a fantastic experience to be on, and it's just wild to think about the fact that they had to like put all this effort just to make the damn thing work. And they couldn't even. They couldn't even strip out the old tracks from King Kong because it turns out it was structurally integral to yeah. keeping the building standing. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I I really do liken this ride a lot to Everest in a way because I definitely feel like, however unintentional it was, I feel like Everest did take a lot of design cues from this ride concept. And, you know... They like Universal literally went in and like fixed it, and like made everything work, and like Disney <laughs> doesn't want to fix the Yeti. No, and they're famously having similar issues now with Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. I it just I understand if you want to dream big and like go far, and that's fine. But like, if you create a product and the product doesn't work as intended, you have to like look at it and be like, why is this not working, and what can we do to fix it? And I don't know. I think that's just a design and money philosophy between Disney and Universal because Disney is just Disney, and even though they have the money to do it, they're not Universal, which is backed by the one and a half trillion dollar market cap company that is Comcast. Yeah, so like, must be nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I mean, Disney knowing Disney, they probably still wouldn't fix it anyway, even no. if they did have one and a half trillion dollars at their disposal. Well, no, we could use that to pay our board members. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. So um, um, let's see other notes. I, well, I don't uh, think the, I, I don't think any of I don't think either of us have been to any of the Universal Studios parks outside of the states. No, right? I have not. I just know from other people telling me things are different, and I've heard recently because I've heard mixed reviews from the one in Hollywood. Some people like it, some people don't like it because it's not this. I hear it's fine. It's just not this. You have to go in knowing it's not this. So there's that. Well, from what I understand, the the one in Hollywood doesn't even have Brendan Fraser's character in it. it it's it's just like a. Um, I just know the storyline has to do with like an eclipse and giving Imhotep power. I suppose that's all yeah. I know. The one from what I understand, the one that's in Hollywood is meant to be like Imhotep's actual temple. Like, it's not uh, a... Not, not something else. It's not like a movie set. Got it. So that's why Brendan Fraser doesn't make an appearance in that one. Because why would he? Yeah. Like, that one's like an actual, like, oh, this is Imhotep's, like, actual tomb. Like, we found it. I think the implication is that, like, you were the first group of explorers that found the temple. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Like, I think that's the implication from the Hollywood one. Uh, but, yes, I have heard that the Hollywood one is not nearly as good. Because it kind of lacks that, like, element of, I guess... I don't want to say fun because I don't think that's right. Charm. Camp. 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 Camp yeah. is better. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've heard the one in Singapore is the best version of it because it basically takes the concept that we have here in Florida, um, but it's a longer ride. Like it's a longer ride experience. They have one more set piece, I think. Okay. Um, I think there's like another segment after the the fake out with the um yeah with the the Still fake cue room. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mummy, 
Mummy really is an incredible light. Like we rag on it because it's uh, like it's like when we did the episode about Jungle Cruise, right? We kind of talked about how there's like some elements of jank in that ride, considering that it's like seventy years old. Sure. Yeah. And like Mummy in its current form in Universal Studios in Florida is kind of a bit janky in the sense that like it's disjointed. There there aren't a lot of like show scenes that make sense unless you actually sit there and like watch the the cue video and mm-hmm. like understand what's happening. There's no like pre-show or anything like that. Like it is for all intents and purposes a a coaster, yeah. but it's a good one. And I think it was Universal's best coaster up until they opened up Hagrid's and then they opened up Velocicoaster, which just I it mean, was, that's a coaster. You well, know, that's that's what I'm used to experiencing as a coaster. Well, I know the Mummy was hands down their best themed coaster. Yeah. Which, yeah, it makes sense. Like, what themed coasters did they have before this? Like, the Hulk, you want to call the Hulk a themed coaster? I wouldn't have. Um, yeah. You, I think you could make or the it, argument that yeah. it, it used to be more themed than it is now, actually. Because the the old Hulk coaster was based upon the '90s Hulk cartoon. Yeah, and this is based off of just experimenting and to turn other people into Hulk. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of pretty obvious that they're trying to appeal to the MCU version of the Hulk. Oh yeah, this one definitely has more grounded, more yeah, uh, more MCU feel to it. Even Which though it's not. That's a whole nother can of worms sure. because you know we could we could probably spend like actual hours talking about the agreement that Disney and Universal have in regards to Marvel characters and, like, why they are at some parks and not at others. And which and ones they do, yeah. Why why the Marvel Avengers campus in California has quite possibly the worst Hulk costume ever created. <laughs> and it's really unfortunate because we actually saw yeah, the prototype saw it, yeah. of it at yep. D23, like, three years ago. Yep. Which is crazy. It, it looked so good. And then you see the finished product and you're like, ah, Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, my fingers don't move. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> oh, whoa! Yeah, no. That's, that's the part that gets me so much. Is well, that they in the prototype that. the fingers worked? It was fully articulated. <laughs> it was fully articulated. Oh goodness! Like even the elbows bent. <laughs> and then you see the the finished product, and it it looks like a worse version of Baymax. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think there was ever. Uh, this might be overreaching. I don't think there was ever a walk around Hulk character at Island's Adventure, but there might have been a Bruce Banner type way back when. I might have to look that up. It's possible. I mean now they still have they have a Captain America. They have Captain America, Rogue, Wolverine, Spider Man. Cyclops shows up very rarely, but he does show up. Doctor Doom makes appearances. Yep. It's kinda cool. I do I do like that they kind of like the thing I like about that whole area is that they they kind of have like uh, a more broad spectrum representation of like old classic cartoon characters. Yeah. But anyway, I think you can make the argument that Old Hulk was a more themed experience, and certainly Mummy was definitely the best themed coaster they have until sure. they opened up Hagrid's. Hagrid's. Yeah. Um, and arguably the best coaster that they had until they opened up Velocicoaster. Because Rip Ride Rocket is cool, uh, but also like yeah. the the whole gimmick of Rip Ride Rocket is based around the song that you choose, mm-hmm. and like that's it. And sometimes the song cuts that they had to make to make it fit within the context of the ride are really weird. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. 
But anyway, so I think uh, we've covered just about everything that we can cover today. Yeah? Yeah, let's see. I got a couple of... this. Uh, when they put the lockers where they did now, they moved them from the outside, and they were the better lockers now. And now it's the ones you can scan. Those are cool. So that's one note I had. Yeah. Another note, um, let's see. This ride stops very suddenly twice. And that's in the scarab room and at the the fake, the fake out. Yeah. yeah. And a friend of mine taught me a trick about a decade ago, and I've been using it ever since, is when you know that's coming, reach up and grab your headrest. Um, so one hand on each side of your headrest. Grab that and just hold on until the ride stops and you won't get whiplash. Oh. Yeah. I just kind of lean forward. Oh, so you don't get the whiplash. So you're trying to take the physics out of it that way. Yeah, because what I figure is is that the ride's going to stop and push me forward naturally. So if yeah. I'm already kind of leaning into it, yep. then like the impact of it is severely lessened. Just reach back, yeah. grab your headrest, and just pull your head in. And then, yeah. There you go. When it hits, pro tip. Yeah, pro tip. Takes out the whiplash. <laughs> so everyone else in your car goes, oh, oh and you're just like, yeah, it's, it's not me. Too cool. Yeah. Although, you can't do anything about your stomach, unfortunately. Oh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I uh, yep. I think that's just about all that we got for today. So, um, Yep, that was a, was a great podcast, Mike. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I know I did. I would have enjoyed it more if I had gotten a cup of cold brew. Well, I got some beers in the fridge. Oh, sweet. All right, let's, <laughs> let's call it. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for listening. Um, my name is Mike. And I'm Rob. And together, we are the E-Ticket Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our uh, one social accounts, currently, which is uh, currently, currently just one. Instagram, um, at E-Ticket Pod. That's correct. And uh, we, we will post up there every time we upload a new episode. Yep. Uh, or just in general, if we feel like pointing out cool things about stuff. So There you go. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, we are the E-Ticket Podcast. Have a great day. See you.